When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. If Ben Simmons developed a free throw shot, not even a jump shot, he'd average 25 a game. He's that gifted. He's that special of a talent. His problem is he's scared to shoot. And the 76ers and the 76ers fan base is to blame? And you don't want to come back because you can't deal with them? That's a heart check, ladies and gentlemen. That's a heart examination right there. It ain't about skills no more. Because this brother is LeBron James part two if he develops any kind of jump shot or even a free throw shot. That ain't about skills. That's about heart. <laughs> yes. He's the best. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can we oh. can we talk about the the '70s porn music playing yeah. in the background of that Stephen A. Smith rant? What? How great is it going to be when he starts breaking out hockey takes? Crow Caprice off. Yeah, this brother right here Cut is the, the most talented brother I've ever seen in life. How can the best player in hockey not be in the playoffs and advancing all of the time? And by the way, I'd like Amazing to talk about dude. '70s porn. <laughs> I'd like to talk about '70s. I'd like to talk porn. about I'd like to just '70s porn. Very well, different. Welcome to Mackie and Judd, 70s porn connoisseurs here. And daily Minnesota sports. Oh, no, you don't want to be a 70s porn connoisseur, believe me. <laughs> uh, well, it takes one to know one. Uh, yeah. Yes, it does. So we've we've done so many shows on Ben Simmons going back. I, I feel like Declan dug up at one point the first episode we did on this, like during the playoffs, mm-hmm. where we just kind of floated, hey, if you put the pieces together logically it actually makes sense for the wolves to go after ben simmons and you know for the first month it was like clickbait reckless speculation clickbait and now i checked again this morning according to actionnetwork.com the wolves are the odds on favorite still to trade for ben simmons or a plus 400 i think the kings and the blazers are still in there but uh more information came out yesterday so i would love to just quickly summarize the new information that came out and then we can talk about what does this mean for the Timberwolves and their potential chances to trade for Ben Simmons. You yeah. guys, are you ready? So it's reckless speculation on Thursday on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. That is correct. That is correct. Yes. I love I love it when it comes early. It's like Christmas. <laughs> I, am I love it when it's early. JR. <laughs> All right. Sources, my sources, my sources told me. Sources previously told ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski that Simmons had sought a trade out of Philadelphia and that Simmons' agent, Rich Paul, and Sixers' management had met earlier this summer. But on Tuesday, this story advanced. 
Sources told Wojnarowski that Simmons will not report to the opening of Sixers training camp next week, and he intends to never play another game for the Philadelphia 76ers. So I think we kind of kind, kind of assume this, but now it's like we're less than a week before training camp, and Ben Simmons' camp is saying, uh, just in case everyone was all caught up in the first two weeks of football and forgot, uh, my guy does not want to play for the Sixers anymore, even though he's under contract for like four more years. Um. This interesting nugget came out as well because the Warriors have been sort of in the mix and there's been some discussions. The Warriors owner, Joe Lacob, came out and said, quote, in some ways, he doesn't really fit what we're doing. He makes a lot of money. And can he finish games? I don't know. Can he even say that publicly about another <laughs> team's player? No, I think that's tampering of some sort. <laughs> right. I'm guessing he's going to get fined for that. I don't, yeah, I don't think you can... I don't think, I don't think you can like talk outwardly about. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if we're going to trade for him. I don't, I don't know if he fits us. I don't know if he's clutch enough. I don't think you're supposed to talk about players that aren't on your team unless you're praising them or something. Well, sure, but I'm saying I don't think you're supposed to like assess them. Yeah. Uh, and then ESPN's Bobby Marks, friend of the show, Bobby Marks, friend of the show. front office insider. Mm-hmm. He poses a couple different things here. Why hasn't Simmons been traded yet? The simple answer because Damian Lillard and Bradley Beal aren't available yet. Philadelphia's president of basketball operations, Daryl Morey, has proven three things over his long, successful run as an executive. He isn't afraid of awkward situations. He isn't going to make a deal for the sake of making one. And he's constantly trying to swing trades for stars. Until there's any movement with Lillard or Beal, or until another team comes in with a huge offer for Simmons, it seems likely Simmons will remain on Philadelphia's roster for the foreseeable future. Uh, Doc Rivers, Sixers coach, went on first take this morning. This just happened like 10 minutes ago and basically said, yep, he did ask out, but we want him back. We think we, he said flat out, we think we can win a championship with Ben Simmons. Joel Embiid came out a couple weeks ago and said, hey, I know this is all being misconstrued. And Doc Rivers said this morning, my comments are being misconstrued. We love Ben Simmons. I don't know what everyone's (laughs) talking about. So that's where things stand this morning. What do you think all of it means for the Timberwolves, Judd? You know what? Um, we, we just saw an example of an executive who, whose office is in St. Paul showing great patience while, while the storm brewed around him. Bill Guerin, while GM, kept himself in the eye of that storm, calm, cool, <laughs> and collected. As Declan shows you the player that that patience paid off for, if, if you are, watching us on YouTube, that is Dalla Dalla Bill Carrill. $45 million and, dollar, dollar Bill Carrill. Yeah, and and eventually, and, but but what's, you know, but Billy Guerin sat there with that contract in front of him and said, this is your contract. And they're like, oh, I don't know about that. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> and eventually they said, okay, we got to make a move. We're going to sign. We're going to sign the contract that you wanted. And I think that there's a case to be made that friend of the show, Gerson Rosas, in Minneapolis, is doing the same thing, not with a player on his team, obviously, but patience is the key here. Because, Phil, you mentioned, I, I think probably the most important thing that you said about this entire entire Simmons situation is Bradley Beal and Dame aren't available yet, and we don't know when they're going to be. So this is all about patience. And Daryl Morey can go star hunting all he wants, but he's stuck with a player here with a current contract that's, very significant, no desire to play for his team that has nothing to do with money, so you can't smooth this over if you are the Sixers. 
Yeah. Uh, and a player who is completely disenchanted with the franchise, but probably more importantly, the city and the fan base. So I think that I think that as painful as it might be um, and torturous at times, I think patience is the play. Just like what Bill Guerin did, I think Gerson Rosas, I, eventually the Sixers are going to say, we got to do something. We and, and we can get a good package. It's just not the package that we, we want. But Ben Simmons, if he is willing to forfeit paychecks, which it seems like he's willing to, um, Ben Simmons has made it very clear that he's not going back there. And if you're the Sixers, that's a problem. So uh, you mentioned he's willing to forfeit paychecks. I believe the NBA rules state that once training camp starts, if you're an under-contract player, if you decide to not show up, you can start to be fined one forty one four hundred. Let me hold. On, let me let me get this right. One one hundred forty fifth of your paycheck each day. And what does he make? About thirty five million dollars divided yep. by one forty five. Okay, so they can fine him about two hundred forty thousand dollars a day, starting on like the twenty eighth here. I think training camp. I think media day is the twenty seventh. Which you, which is mandatory, and then the twenty eighth. But I think to, to all the things you just said about the Sixers and, and being patient, I think they almost have to cave. And I get that as Bobby Marks, friend of the show, laid out, "Hey, Daryl Morey's not the one to cave. Like he, he'll sit in in the uncomfortableness of a situation, and and he's not just going to trade someone for twenty five cents on the dollar. But if you put yourself in his shoes for a second, you're in a win now window." You had the best record in the Eastern Conference. People forget that about Philadelphia. They were, and by the way, Ben Simmons was a big reason why they had the best record in the Eastern Conference. And your star player, Joel Embiid, isn't guaranteed any semblance of health beyond right now. Like that guy misses fifteen or twenty games a year as it is. And as a big guy with leg issues, and and he set out two seasons with with foot issues early in his career, he's probably not going to be playing like well into his thirties. So they need to cash in right now on the Joel Embiid. Uh, era, if you will, do they really want to sit here and play out this drama into November, December, January in a season in which they're trying to flat out win a championship this year? No, they don't. And and that's where I think Gerson's patience could pay off because eventually I think they're going to feel the need to have to trade him and get a good package. And and if Gerson especially can get a third team involved, that's very doable. It's just not the package that they're going to want. But keep in mind. The difference between Daryl Morey and Ben Simmons in the situation that the Rockets dealt with with James Harden, the Rockets were going nowhere at that point. Like, it was done. James Harden wanted out, but he wanted out from a bad team. Mm-hmm. And so so you are in a position there to be like, okay, screw it. I'll be patient because until I get the package, I, I want – we stink. Um, what you said about the Sixers is right. You don't have that – like, the distraction – if you're a bad team and there's distractions and star player – sits out yeah it mildly sucks but it is it is what it is and you lose games either way the Sixers don't have that the Sixers have a win now Embiid wants to win now uh and distractions to good teams matter so I think it's a very different uh situation that those two teams face and that Maury faces because in Philadelphia this is going to matter in Houston by that point with Harden I don't think it did Mm mm-hmm uh, an- another question that keeps popping up, like, there's a lot of skeptical Wolves fans, you know, why, you, you, the guy the guy melted in the fourth quarter of all these playoff games. 
you know, had a historically bad free throw shooting performance. He missed more free throws in one playoff month than Steve Nash missed in his entire career. <laughs> you know, why why do you guys and he makes like thirty five million dollars and he's it's an ironclad contract for four years. Why why would you want him? What do you and, and maybe maybe you I don't know, I'd like to get your guys' thoughts. Maybe you're souring on it, but how do you answer that question? The why would why should the Wolves even be interested in Ben Simmons question? Jax, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Number one, the dude plays elite defense. He's a first-team All-NBA defender. This team, The Wolves for years, for the last, especially in the Cat era, even when Levine was here, when Wiggins was here, it was, it was mostly fun to watch. They weren't always great, but they were fun to watch because they were an offensive team that could fly up and down the court, right? But they're, de- they're a sieve. They're a sieve on defense. Um, it was like watching the New Orleans Saints in the middle of the decade when they're going to put up 500, 600 points but their defense stunk and they were perpetually seven and nine for a, for like three or four year stretch. I want to see this team actually have good defenders. And Ben Simmons is an amazing defender. What Stephen A just said, he is a good player. He is an obviously a good player. If he can figure out his shot, he turns into a great player. You're not just talking about a nice player. You're talking about a legitimate top 10, well-rounded player. He's worth that to me. So they need more of that kind of guy because the Timberwolves for years have lacked serious defenders. So if, if, if they can keep Cat and Ant, I still think eventually you have to trade d to make this trade happen. I just don't see how you fit all four of those guys under on, on this team. But Ben Simmons brings something the Wolves haven't had in a long, long time. Yeah, I, I think he's exactly right. And look, his shooting worries me. Like I'm, I'm not going to say that, that his past career problems don't concern me. Um, but yeah, if you bring a, a very talented guy who is a lockdown defender to a team that play has previously played no defense and a lot of that is effort, it's intriguing. And the one thing with, I do think Simmons problems are mental, but I would be curious if you transplanted him to Minnesota, what would happen? Because there is no doubt in my mind that part of his problem is he's playing in Philadelphia. Like, think about that. It starts yeah. to go. So, I, I mean, if you have if you have a mental hang up, OK, and you go to the toughest possible town that, that you can and start and that hang up becomes a problem. Um, It's not like it's it's not like, you know, clear the mechanism and I'll be fine. It's like, <laughs> oh, my God, I'm in Philadelphia and they're booing me and I can't shoot. And now it gets worse and worse and worse. So I would be curious to see what the problem how he, he did here. But number one, just from a selfish standpoint, I think it'd be fun as hell. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want the wool. I mean, I, I gave you guys the stat a couple of days ago. What, one playoff appearance in 18 years or something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anything that makes them relevant and fun to follow. I yeah. mean, the NBA is one of the funnest leagues to follow. Okay. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the, the Wolves, that, the, the Wolves, better. and the Wolves have been kind of in the, for the last three years, going back to when they traded for Jimmy Butler. Yes. And then, the, and then they had the falling out with Jimmy Butler for the last four or five years, as irrelevant as they've been for the majority of our existence. They've been like oddly enough in the middle of some of these big moves and discussions, and the number one pick, mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards, and the yes. D'Lo trade, like. They're, and now they're the number one odds-on favorite to land Ben Simmons. Think so from a it. fun fact, the Wolves are like inexplicably among the most fun mm-hmm. teams right now. Uh, you know, sort of once once the game starts, then that becomes less fun because they lose. But yeah. But think about a roster with Carl Anthony Towns, Ant, and Ben Simmons. Oh, dude, absolutely. So to answer 
the question. I, I think there's there's three things I would point to. Why do I want Ben Simmons in a Timberwolves uniform? Number one, he's he's better than people give him credit for. He's better than people remember at the end of the playoff run. He was, I mean, Joel Embiid's one of the best players in the NBA, but Ben Simmons is a huge reason also why the Sixers were the best team in the Eastern Conference in the regular season. So people just sort of quickly forget how great he is, and then they overemphasize his lack of shooting. There's a lot of great players in the NBA that don't shoot very well historically, even in today's modern NBA. Giannis doesn't shoot well. Now, when he needed to make free throws in the biggest games, he did, and that's the biggest difference. I'm not comparing Giannis to Ben Simmons, but, you know, Ben Simmons scores almost all of his points inside 10 feet. Giannis scores a lot of his points inside 10 feet, and people, you know, if Ben Simmons were to, I think, rise up a little bit more in the fourth quarter and overtime of some of these big games, it wouldn't even be, it wouldn't be like, why doesn't he shoot more threes? It would just be, oh, he scores inside. And okay, like when he needs to make free throws, he makes free throws. Um, number two, I think he would just be a perfect fit along with Cat and Ant to what Judge just said. And I think he's a better overall player than D- Delo's a better offensive player. Delo's a better shooter. But I think Ben Simmons is a better overall player. And I think Ben Simmons is a better overall fit with Ant and Cat. The Wolves are trying to get Simmons without giving up D'Lo. If they can do that, that would be amazing. I just don't know if you're going to be able to swing that financially and just from an assets perspective. But number three, this might be my biggest reason. We always sit here and talk about, you know, the future and the future and, you know, how can the Wolves get a third piece to go along with this? And they're never going to be players in free agency. I don't care about the future draft picks anymore. This is basically the perfect storm to get an impact player. Like, I don't care about their 2022 first-round pick. They've got Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns and Jaden McDaniels, and you're probably going to have to trade Jaden McDaniels to get Ben Simmons. But, like, they've got enough young talent. I don't give a rip if they, if they don't have a 2024 first-round pick. If you can't get a player like Ben Simmons or better in free agency, the only way that you can and, – and if you don't have – uh, even the cap space to think about getting a player like that in free agency, which they don't. The only way you can do it is via trade. And Bobby Marks highlighted this on his ESPN.com article that came out, that if this was a free agency situation, and even if the Wolves did have cap space, Ben Simmons wouldn't choose the Timberwolves. But you can sort of demand and force Ben Simmons to come play for you by swinging a trade, and then, okay, all right, well, I guess this is my new reality. I'm here for the next four years. And you know what? I kind of like Chris Finch as a coach. You know, I just I can kind of lay low here. The fans aren't going to be as and I never get despicable food? and yeah. Like I will say, those fans in Philadelphia are terrible, but they have a point. I mean, I would be frustrated with Ben Simmons too for what he Very did fair. in those playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I think I think both sides share blame. But this is the only way to get a player like this. You're not going to get him in free agency, and so even if he's not perfect, he's got some flaws. You know, this dude shot 56 percent from the field last year. That's pretty good. It's not shooting from beyond 10 feet ever. 90% of his shots are 10 feet and in, but you know, he's not this monstrosity offensively that people paint just because he can't shoot. And right or wrong, when's the last time that this show objected to going big game hunting? Like, when's the last time? Reckless speculation. We've criticized the results, but we have always prefaced that by saying we never said it was a bad idea. We encouraged it. Kirk Cousins, Josh Donaldson, Suter and Parisi. Like, we have always said, you know what? It's way more fun when when you attempt to make yourself relevant, misguided or not in the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Big game hunting. 
I like it. Do you guys want some uh, some of the recent trade proposals and scenarios? Reckless Obviously. Speculation. Being thrown out there right now. Oh, this is on a Wednesday, too. Right. I can, I'm so looking forward to tomorrow <laughs> now. It's, just, it's an appetizer. Yeah, Doogie will join us tomorrow for some, some actual reckless speculation. Official. This is just – this is like – Appetizer, it's reckless appetizer. Yeah. yeah, little tapas. Yeah. I'll take the, I'll take yeah, <laughs> I'll take the uh, calamari. Take yeah. a, a, you know what? Play the nachos too. So here's a here's a handful of different trade scenarios. A couple from ESPN.com. One from our friend Dane Moore, presented by our friends at PXG. All right, Ben Simmons. Maybe uh, maybe he hasn't had time to golf this offseason because he's been working on his jump shot and mm-hmm. his free throws. Hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully he's just been doing that for you know ten hours a day. But if you are into fall golf, which I know Declan and I are, Declan's been out there shooting in the 90s all oh, yeah. the last month. I've improved my shot, Ben Simmons. Yeah. Uh, PXG's a golfer's paradise. PXG Minneapolis and Southdale Center. You can check out the new Gen 4 clubs, which are the best-performing clubs PXG has ever made, and uh, some of the fall apparel that's in store as well. PXG.com slash Minneapolis. All right. Reckless speculation. So we're going to take away Damian Lillard and Bradley Beal. There are there are some, obviously, trades floating around that are pretty straight up. Damian Lillard for Ben Simmons and a pick or something. But to this point, those guys are not available. Uh, Dane Moore has this one or this sort of thought on what it would take for the Timberwolves to acquire Ben Simmons. He had this on his podcast recently. He thinks it's going to be multiple first-round picks, either lightly protected or unprotected. Mm-hmm. Jaden McDaniels. Mm-hmm. And then two of these four, Malik Beasley, Torian Prince, Patrick Beverly, D'Angelo Russell. Now, if it's Russell, then, because he makes about twice as much as these other players make, then the finances are different. But you'd almost certainly need a third team involved here, either to help with salary matching and or to provide Philadelphia with a suitable star perimeter player, because it sounds like they don't want D'Lo. Um, so that's what that's what Dan, I mean. And Dane, by the way, isn't just like making this stuff up. He's been in conversations with yeah. people in the league and with the Timberwolves. And I don't I don't think he's gotten the exact offers necessarily. But I don't think Dane is just licking his finger and sticking it in the wind and saying, this is kind of what I think. I think this is educated speculation on his part. What do you guys think? Um, OK, that's interesting because I don't see unless they wanted D'Lo, which to your point, they probably don't. Uh, I don't see any way that trade is workable with like two of the like if it's Beasley and Torian Prince, right? And draft picks, then then there's you're gotta right. be a third team. Then there's gotta be a third team. And and look, if I'm Philadelphia, if I'm Philadelphia and I don't want D'Lo, then I think there just has to be a third team, period. But the per- the perfect but third team be. is Washington. Yeah, but that's what I don't understand. What is Bradley Beal? Bradley, dude, this is your chance. (laughs) You can go play in Philadelphia. This is the the, this is I don't know why this hasn't happened yet. Bradley Beal to Philadelphia. Yep. Ben Simmons to Minnesota. Yep. And then a bunch of rebuilding chips over to Washington. Yes. Who loses? I don't understand. Like Bradley Beal, dude, it's been nine years or whatever. You've been sitting there. Is is this a uh Bradley Beal problem, a Washington problem, or a combination problem? Because I have, I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. all I know is is that is that Washington has been basically a dumpster fire of a franchise on and off for years and years and years. But, but 
Yeah, it seems re- it seems really weird. Like, like why like, why would he play there this year? I know, and but I get the Dame thing, right? Like Dame's been a Blazer for a, a long time. The Blazers don't feel like they're going somewhere right now, but they have certainly been a very respectable franchise. Yeah, they're in the so playoffs like, every year. So yeah. like I sort of get that. Hey, let's try and make it work. I totally get that one. The Beal thing and the Washington thing, I have no idea. And Washington at some point in time just needs to punt and, and be like, okay, stripper down. Yeah, and why and, and again on the Beal front, on the Washington front, stripper down. But on the Beal front, why are you not just forcing this to happen? <laughs> do, do you like what are you guys gonna do this season? It's just it's so weird. It's the it's the perfect three team trade scenario. And I think the Timberwolves could probably swing that without involving D'Lo. Because if Washington if Philadelphia doesn't want D'Lo, they want Beal. And if Washington doesn't want D'Lo because they're going to go into a rebuild, then getting that third team involved actually makes it more likely you could acquire Ben Simmons without giving up one of your three best players. Uh, The Kings. The Kings right now, this is ESPN.com, has some hypotheticals here. Reckless speculation. So the Sixers need shooting, and they need perimeter players. So the trade proposal here is Ben Simmons to the Kings for Buddy Heald. Excellent three-point shooter. Yep. Tyrese Halliburton, rookie last year, excellent shooter. And then Marvin Bagley the third, who uh, the, I saw his name floated in potential Wolves trades earlier this offseason, too. So you get three young players with Halliburton and Heald. You get two sniper shooters that can stretch the, the floor, and uh, Seth Curry is still on the Sixers. So you'd have these ridiculous shooters with Joel Embiid doing his Embiid thing. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Uh, then they have a Blazers CJ McCollum swap where it's like McCollum and it would be like Ben Simmons for McCollum and a pick or something. But to this point, I'm guessing Daryl Morey is still holding out for Damian Lillard. At one point, does he okay swallow hard and um, go down the CJ McCollum path? Uh, but McCollum's never been an All Star. He's a good player, but he's he's never been an All Star. And then this one, this is a new one. I've I've not seen this one floated out. Chicago Bulls. Zach Levine. Ooh, that's intriguing. Reckless. I haven't so seen that. It would be Zach Levine and like something else, but mostly a Zach Levine, Ben Simmons straight up swap. Mm. And I think Levine just signed another contract. So I he think did. he's in that 30. He did last season. Yep, I think yeah. last season, during last season. Excellent offensive player, ridiculously good shooter. I could see him really thriving in Philadelphia. Defense optional, but they've got some other good defensive players they could put around him. Yeah, you know what? If that was on the table, that's if, if I'm the Sixers, that's really intriguing. Yeah. So you can kind of see how other teams would be able to, like the Kings and the Bulls, if, if they were willing to give up those players and if they wanted Ben Simmons, they, they're probably better equipped to do a straight-up one-for-one trade. Yep. The, the Wolves, if Philadelphia doesn't want D'Lo, the Wolves are almost certainly going to have to get a third team involved, and then that third team has to have a star perimeter player. Um, you know, could you get the Bulls involved? Maybe, but the Bulls aren't. The Bulls are looking to get to the playoffs, so any move they make would be to help their current team or to at least break even. They're not mm-hmm. going to want a bunch of rebuilding pieces. So I don't know. Very interesting. No, you're right. Reckless speculation. The former Bullets get the former Bullets involved. <laughs> you're it's, exactly right. That's sense. that's the one that makes the most sense. They've got nothing. That like, what are they pursuing? I don't know. Right, right now. I, I it's mean, so weird. I mean, they traded for Russell Westbrook last year. Yeah, I know. They're, they're just delusional. They fired their coach again. Scotty Brooks got fired this time. Mm. Yeah, that's just a weird <laughs> franchise. Dude. 
They're like the idiot in your fantasy league where it's like, guys, we, we got a three-team trade here. This works for everyone. And they're like, oh, no, I can still win the league. Yeah. No, dude, you're in last place. Uh, you're 0-8. Head to head. Yeah. Just, just trade. So, all right, that's the latest on Ben Simmons. Oh. Reckless Love the reckless speculation on Wednesday when it's really coming on Thursday, too. So great. Yeah, much more tomorrow with our friend Darren Doogie Wolfson. So, all right, we got to get to some write-that-down predictions and oh. an accountability session here. On Mackie and Judd. Stick with us. Uh, yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions write that down. and keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. Yep, welcome in to the most. Accountable and transparent segment in sports talking headdom. Phil Mackey, Judd Zulgad, Declan Goff, and this is Write That Down and an accountability session. We're the only show in America with enough, uh, I don't know, I don't know if you call it idiocy, if you call it, maybe it's maybe it's self-assuredness. Yeah, maybe. To uh, keep track of each other's batting averages on the things that we predict on the show. Most of these shows, just they float stuff out there, and when they're wrong, they just hope people forget about it. No, we stamp it on each other's foreheads. Mm. That's what we do Let's on this show. And when are you going to admit that you guys are wrong so much? When are you? Hey, Zolgad. When are you going to hey, admit Hey, Zolgad. Zolgad. Judd. When, <laughs> Judd. When hey, are you going to hey, admit? Hey, Dud. Dud. Yeah, Dud. When are you going to admit you're wrong? Excuse me? Lackey and Judd. When are you going to admit that you were wrong? (laughs) Right now, every Wednesday on Mackey and Judd and on Purple Daily. The franchise has expanded this year. So uh, here's how it works. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And if listeners, if you guys want to participate, you can send us a message through the Score North app or you can hit Declan up in a DM. Just slide into those DMs. Never hurt me before. Or Instagram. Um, we're getting, I've, I've seen sort of a flood of messages coming in yes. to uh, my inbox from the Score North app lately. Yes. So, uh, yeah, keep, we're still trying to figure out exactly. I think maybe we incorporate those on Feedback Friday. So, you guys ever have questions for us that you want about I've life? I've started to get sports. notes. Like, I've started to get notes. Why is yeah, that? I think what happened was it's a it's a new function, and I don't know if you guys were all getting the notes before, but now we oh, are. That okay. is correct. So it might have been a technical glitch of some kind. I got you. Mm-hmm. So, all right, we're going to get Austin in here in just a couple minutes. He's the guest listener predictor, and uh, we'll do that here shortly, but let's get to business. Let's get to all Judd right. Zolgad has just been Ed Mike Trout, Ted Williams. I'm not Mike Trout because he's hurt all the time now. He's out for the season, I think. Yeah, he shipwrecked my fantasy baseball season. Oh, no. Oh, oh can we hear all about want, it? Yeah, you guys want Before to hear Before we a, see. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. I made a bunch of win-now trades with the expectation that uh, I would also be getting him back, and he just hasn't come back yet. So, All right, well, Judd uh, knocked some dirt off his cleat, stepped up to the plate, and hit yeah, an absolute bomb here. Hater you tot. said Kirill Kaprizov would agree to a five-year, $45 million contract on the nuts, and he did. In the, so, in the stat cast, write that down era. That might be the longest tape measure wow. shot. That we, can, we do have archived home run predictions going back about Ooh, four seasons. That'd be fun. Maybe, maybe a project for this week I can go back and see, like, where does this rank in terms of tape measure shots? Sano and Fenway, huh? Huh? Yeah. Sano and Fenway. Judd hit a ball to a place in the write-that-down ballpark that's never had a ball hit before. 
So, and by the way, I just want to make it clear too. I know Russo had, you know, Judd Zolgad was the first person in all of the hockey media to float five years, $45 million, right? Mm-hmm. And friend of the show, Michael Russo, okay? Like, Judd and I are friends with Michael Russo. We text sometimes. I'm not yeah, trying no, to rip my. He's, no, the, no, dude, no, he's the godfather of scoops. This is not, you know not what? He does an outstanding job. Nobody's ripping anybody. But nope, I, this is not but I appreciate the kudos, too. Yeah. Uh, you also said Kaprizov would be the highest paid player on the wild on a contract that is four or five years. You had sort of a, a more tepid variation this of that before, prediction. This was before, I think. Yeah, I want to so, say this was towards the end of last year. And that's a, that's a good solid ringing double. So a nice week for Judd, who's already leading the batting average race. Yep. Two for two. I'm I'm struggling here. I'm like Jose Barrios in August. Oh, oh yeah. So Got some Jose disease. This first one is infuriating. All right. Yeah. This would have been a home run, too, because they were both underdogs. I said Greg the Joseph. Gophers and the Vikings would pull upsets this weekend, and Greg Joseph ruined it for all of us. Yeah, he did. I said the Wild would come to terms with a four years or less contract with Kaprizov. And at some point I said Kirloff will win AL Still? Rookie of the Year. Huh. I think he was hurt to start the year. or got, or oh, No, he got sure. sent to the minors to start the year. Yeah. And yeah. All right, listeners. Drew had a parlay. He said Kirk will fumble at least once, and the Vikings will lose by at least a touchdown. No faith in Kirk. And Gibby said Kaprizov will return to the KHL over playing for the Wild. Don't give me a little faith, Gibby. I love it. The, I love the whole KHL thing. Like usually, you know, if if a, if a player is a free agent, it's like, oh, the, you know, this team offered this, but this team offered this. It's like the only way to negotiate any leverage was to get the KHL involved somehow. Yeah. It's like, yeah. All right, buddy. All right, agent guy. <laughs> Nyet. All right, Declan, you had a nice week here. Yes, oh, sir. yeah. Oh, wow. Declan said Kirill Kaprizov and the Wild would agree to a contract of exactly five years. We're going to give that a home run. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you nail, it, it, it could have been three, it could have been eight, it could have yeah. been four. I think to say exactly five years right. is a nice a little run. Joe Maurer shot over the Metrodome wall and left. Yeah, I like that. Yep. First, second row. Yeah. Power pot. Power pot. You said Christian Derrissaw and Anthony Barr will be inactive for week two. You said both Taylor Heineke and Teddy Bridgewater would beat their crappy opponents yes. uh, this week, which, you know, I, it's a solid hit. It's not a dare. It's a. It's like a double. It's a double. Yeah, yeah. It's a solid hit. No objections. And then you said Kirill Kaprizov will reportedly sign his contract before the Vikings win their first game. Is again another one that rested on the leg of Greg Joseph. But what a week! Four for four. That's for a Declan. great. That's a, a hell bomb. of a week. Maybe a, a, a hell bomb. of a week. Yeah. Is this this might be the best week you've ever yeah, had? A bomb a, and four hits. Damn good week, which means I will inevitably go zero for four next week. Yeah. Oh, but there's another page, and I'm just kidding. Oh, there's God, no. that's not funny. All right. <laughs> All right, so Judd, Judd's nice. at 412 and six home runs. Both lead the league. Declan, 369 with three home runs. I'm at 330 with two home runs. Listeners at 290, but they also have six home runs tied with Judd. All time, Judd, 182 hits, 14 home runs. I have 142 hits, 12 home runs. Listeners, 117 hits and 15 home runs, which leads the league. And Declan with 69 hits. Nice. And five home runs. So there you have it. All right. Write this down. That's the accountability session. Let's get Austin in here to fire up his predictions for the week. My guy. Rocking that. You're rocking the hockey stash and the sheet metal <laughs> wild logo in the background. You are ready to rock, sir. A great stash. That's an awesome stash. Nice work. 
Austin, what's your strategy here today? Uh, hopefully help out Gibby with that bad wild take and get four for four wild takes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That was tough. So, all right, we're going to go around the room, and we're going to go around the room three times. I think you said you have a fourth prediction. We will allow oh, three? it. I'll, I'll, Dude, no. Or you can either do four because you brought four. We don't want to leave anything you know, on the cutting room floor. Technically, you... I have five, but Whoa! the fifth one I'm not <laughs> He's got 12. Yeah, he's, yeah. Got, he's, like, he's got a dozen. He's got 34 predictions, actually. Uh, he's going to be like Jonathan Harrison predicting all of the bowl games at the end of the season uh, a couple we'll years go, ago. We'll go with four because I don't think the fifth one's going to work out. You guys have to be the judge about it. But yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So we're going to go around the room. Uh, Austin's going to start, then Judd, Declan, back to me. Let's fire this up. You're the leadoff hitter, Break this Austin. Down. All right. Captain, my captain, Jared Spurgeon will have a career year in terms of points playing without Ryan Suter. Wow. What is his current career high in points? I thought it was 43 mm-hmm. or 49, I believe. Okay. I could see that happening. It's a good player. I, I, I believe maybe, maybe it was – uh, Judd was saying on our last hockey show that he believes he will now set yeah career highs across the board. Now he's not logged uh, logged against uh, against Ryan. Yeah, Sager. he's not. Ryan you think he'll get Ryan's Ryan. quick trip endorsement too? Jared Spurgeon here. I love he, eating egg salad sandwiches at the, Quick Trip. Yeah, I stop here after every practice and get Caesar salads for my family I'm and meat sticks. I'm a millionaire. When I'm driving home looking for a bite to eat for my family, you know I love Quick Trip. <laughs> I do. No, it's so great. No offense. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's been Judd Zolgat here for Quick Trip. Write it down. You like writing things down. Oh. All right, I'm going to stay on the uh, wild theme for write that down. Okay. Marco Roth, Marco Rossi, and Matthew Boldy will be in the wild lineup on opening night this season. Okay. So both of them will be playing for the wild on opening night, which I believe is October 15th in Anaheim. Late night start. All right. Uh, write this down, Declan. I'll go with a wild prediction on uh, their first preseason opener on Saturday night. Uh, Marco Rossi will register a point in the Wilds preseason opener on Saturday. So he'll have a point. When uh, is today the first day of camp? Or did camp start? They're on the ice tomorrow. They're they're going through physicals today. So So it's technically the first day. I love hockey. I mean, hockey already has the longest season, but their training camp is literally show up on a Thursday and And then play play. a preseason game on a Saturday. They don't waste any time. It's amazing. Yep. So what do they do? So on Friday, there's nothing to install, though, right? I mean, it's the same. Isn't that weird, though? Shouldn't you practice for, like, five days or something before you play a game? I mean, the games are practice, my man. There's even a chance Marco Rossi doesn't even play on Saturday, so I'm hoping that he he does. Write this down. All right, write this down. Kaprizov will score the first goal of the season for the Wild. The Whisper. The regular season. The thrill. Right, the whisper. Dalla, dalla, Bill. He'll score the first goal. He'll light the lamp for the first time. He'll put the biscuit in the basket for the first time. Write it down. You like writing things over down. Over to Spurgeon. All right. Over to Austin. Your Austin? second prediction. All right. Kevin Fiala will My lead man. the team in goals this season. My man. Oh, are you just, su- are you just sucking up to year? Declan? Yep. No That's... way. No. Prove it. Your deal. He's trying to get that thing next year. Dude. You are. You're sucking up to Dude. Declan. No. I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm with you, man. It is a career year. And then they can, yeah. and then they're not going to be able to afford him after he goes off for 82 games, and then they're going to have to you're, trade him this summer. You're telling me Kevin Fiala is not mad about the whole, like, oh, he's pissed. Kaprizov situation? He's going to come out flying. Love it. Yeah, I would disagree with that. 
I, well, they better leverage that motivation when that cup win that cup this year before the yeah. the Parisi suitor penalties get too aggressive. Write it down. You like writing things down. Fiala franchise. All right, Judd, your second prediction. I had so many football predictions that I had to shuffle one into oh the old school. Write that down. Wow, dude. Um, he has not had a great start, and and we talked about this with realistic randy last night on purple after dark because i don't necessarily think it's his fault i think it's partially uh, steam as well so i'm going to give you this on sunday okay. harrison smith will intercept a russell wilson pass against the seahawks harrison smith is going to pick off a pass okay. on sunday hmm. i i feel like because hmm. i don't feel like he's gone he's gone south career wise but the first two games have not been up to what we expect from him I think he and Zim are tight enough for them to have a chat about how he's being used. I know it results in an interception. Be big. Russell Will Russell Wilson actually did set a career high last year in interceptions. Ordinarily he's a single digit stingy interception yep. guy, but he threw thirteen of them last year. Well, and you know so, the noise could cause some problems. Wrong routes, right? Somebody yeah. runs the wrong route. Yeah, Seahawks always have the advantage of hosting this game in Seattle, but now you got to contend with 70,000 raving Vikings mm-hmm. fans. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. All right, Declan? Write this down. All right, little Ryder Cup prediction here for my guy Poltz as I was talking to you guys off mics. We're tight. Me and him and Ian Poulter were tight. We watched TikToks. I watch his TikToks. Are you actively know. rooting for Europe? Is that, is that what's Well, happening? the way they're looking for it, they look great. Uh, so they, they're, they look like they're having fun and whistling straights. I like fun stuff, so, so good for Team Europe there. Uh, but my prediction is, Ian Poulter will have more Ryder Cup points than Tony Finau, Scotty Scheffler, and Daniel Berger. So he will register more Combined? Ryder Cup points. He'll have more, no, 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 than each of them. Like, like individually, okay. Poulter okay. will earn more points than gotcha. Tony Finau, Scotty Scheffler, and Daniel Berger. Well, what's your beef with Scotty Scheffler? I don't got any beef with him. I have, I just, I'm, my allegiance to Poults. Him and I are cool, and I think he's going to have another great showing at the Ryder Cup like he always does. He's the, he's the Ryder Cup assassin for Team Europe, so just, just you know, throwing stuff out there. Another team that Declan is a fan of that makes that sense. we're not supposed to like. Yep. Dude, you can't believe you're, you're rooting fan. for Europe, man. You're yeah. a Packer fan? I'm not a Packer fan Europe anymore. Fan? I was a Packer fan last year. I'm a bandwagon. I'm, I'm, a Bron- 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 I'm, I'm to the Broncos this year. I'm, a, oh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm on the Broncos. Okay. I'm my boy, Teddy. Did, did I see right that Patrick Reed was left off the American Ryder Cup? I know that every, everyone what? hates him, and I get that, but yes. everyone hates DeChambeau. Patrick Reed was Captain America, man. I think they tried to claim it's because he's been sick. Mm. Oh, yes. That they didn't think that he would have the strength to be good enough to participate. Does it? I don't think. And this is completely speculation. I don't know if he has strength. I don't know if he has the vaccine. I don't know if he's vaccinated. But I thought he got sick, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I'm not telling you what I think about this. I'm telling you what I read. It is a very physically taxing I'm not going to debate golf. And another thing. <laughs> All right, I think it's Write to me. Right. Down. Yep. All right, my next prediction is powered by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They've been around for over 100 years in the state of Minnesota. They basically own Oatana. You can basically rename Oatana to Federated. Um, and, they, and they help business owners with risk management, bottom line protection, and also helping your employees stay safe. So check out all the resources and people that can help your business at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect okay. yours. All right, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a little golf prediction. All right. So uh, Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka hate each other, but write this down. They will do some kind of special golf event together, like like the match or something, before the end of the calendar year. 
Write it down. So wow. I think, you know, Bryson alluded. He said, yeah, we had dinner last night at the Ryder Cup, and it was fine. And, uh, you know, we might have something planned at some point. But he didn't say, like, if it was to play together in the Ryder Cup. I think he was trying to stir up some drama. So I think I think they're going to go forward and do some kind of, like, I don't know what it looks like. If it's them and two athletes, but they will – we can – if it's if that's too vague, we can bring it to the court. But they will put together some kind of special golf event together before the calendar year is over. All right. They should they should pair those guys up. I watched the video the other day of when he walked by and 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 Kepka was just livid and so annoyed. It is it gives me life. It gives me life for golf. <laughs> it's, it is hilarious. Write that down. All right, Austin. So you've got multiple predictions left. Let's hear them all right now. Okay. Um, the third one was going to be Matthew Boldy and Marco Rossi will both receive Calder Trophy votes at the end okay. of the year. Um, my fourth one. Is Kapo Kanakin will be the starting goaltender in the Minnesota Wilds next playoff game? Wow, yeah. dude! Wow, yeah. I'm a goalie, and I love Kapo. I think he's the best goalie, but he just got Ooh. hung up to dry the the Vegas game. And Cam Talbot's very consistent, so they went with the with sure. the right guy there. But yeah, I think okay. Kapo's so, the guy. so you're you're a goalie. Give us give us like a 10 second meat and potatoes breakdown of why you like Kapo so much. His rebound control, um, when he's like, when he's super confident and like he's got a couple like shots right away, he's he's super consistent and he can steal games. Love it, dude. Yes. Football, that's good. Rebound control, yeah, dude. Yes. Hockey, awesome, man. <laughs> uh, Austin, you're bringing these hockey predictions, loving it. So you've got this platform here on Mackie and Judd. Is there anyone in your life you'd like to thank that brought you to this life-changing moment today? Um, not to thank, but I want to shout out my Twitch, Bigos3120, if you want to come talk football, hockey, or whatever. And the best men's league team in the state of Minnesota, the Lunatics, fire up. Awesome, man. What do you do on Twitch? Uh, I stream basically um, NHL, Warzone, Call of Duty games, and yeah. Love I'm it. a big like professional Call of Duty guy, so go Minnesota Rocker, baby. Awesome, man. All right. Well, Austin, we'll get you on again sometime, and uh, good luck with your hockey and wild predictions, sir. Thanks, Austin. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. There he is, guest listener predictor, Austin. Back to Judd Zogad, your final prediction. He was great, man. I can't top that. No, you can't. You cannot. And I don't do Twitch, so I really can't top that. All right. Actually, you're literally doing it right now. We're actually doing it right now, yeah. (laughs) Well, I I didn't fire it up, I guess. Um, My final prediction Five or more major league managers will be fired after this season. I think it's going to be a bloodletting. Five or more major league managers will be fired after the season. I feel like the NFL and the NHL are, are, we'd have to go look this up, but I feel like baseball managers don't turn over quite as aggressively. I don't think they do, but I think the Mets guy is gone, a goner for sure. I think Jace Tingler with the Padres who have fallen off the map is gone for sure. If the Yankees don't make the playoffs, I think Aaron Boone is probably gone this time around. What about uh, what about old Rocco? Um, I actually saw a list of him being on a hot seat, uh, mm. and no, I think what, he's it's, fine. it's the Twins, and the the, the Twins are always very timid when it comes to big change and overhaul, yeah. right? And, and I'm mostly fine with not overreacting, but if this was another franchise. And the expectations going in were World Series level success. Oh, they finished huge. twenty games. Under the media 500. would be all over you. We've we have elected to just um, back burner the Twins and forget yeah. about them. <laughs> if we lived in a different town, East Coast, we would be all over this team still till till the the uh, season was done. 
Yep. The two people no that get an amazing free pass are Rocco Baldelli and Miguel Sano. Because now the story about Sano is going to be, well, look at he's going to hit yeah. 30 home runs. He wound up with 30 home runs. Yes. Dude, where was that guy the first 90 days of the season? Trade him. Also, he's still, if you go to fan graphs, you can, you can look at you know all-encompassing wins above replacement. He's been worth a half win above replacement this year, even with the home run surge in the second half, because he's so bad defensively, and he doesn't get on base or do anything other than hit a home run once every week. So, yep. thousand strikeouts, quickest in big league history. Dude, congratulations, dude! Amazing, amazing. All right, write this down, uh, Declan. Uh, parlay primetime games. I did this in week one. I'll do it again in week three. Panthers win. Packers win. Cowboys win. Who are their opponents? Uh, Panthers play the <laughs> Good job, some, some crap off, team. Off the record, off the record, who do they play? Uh, let's see. The Panthers play tomorrow on Thursday Night Football. I know that. I know the Packers you play should. the Niners and the Cowboys play the Eagles. God. So, um, prime time. Thursday Night Football always finds a way. The, the yeah. opener is always amazing, but then you get to week three and it's like, yeah. who is it? Oh, it's the Texans and the Panthers. Panthers, dude. Every week it's just the Jaguars and the Texans. Davis the Mills, too, will start for yeah. the uh, Texans. Stanford's. So is Deshaun Watson the backup? Nope. Inactive. So he's, he's just, just inactive. He's yeah. just persona non grata. Amazing. Persona non grata. But yeah. Panthers win, Packers win, Cowboys win. I like it. God, he is uh he's so good, but I just don't know how anyone can you, you gotta let this whole thing play out. And even if it plays out, it's like let's say he gets off without going to jail. It's like the, the guy is still you found out that the guy's a terrible human and a creep, right? Ugh. Yeah, the whole thing is very, very odd. All right, write this down, final prediction. Write this down. I want this to be a home run. Maybe it's not. Maybe you guys can help me make it a home run. So my initial prediction was the Gophers will run for 200 or more yards against Bowling Green I need, this weekend. You need more. That's not a home run. No. Like what I if think? I say two? What if what if I say they will yeah. run for 200 yards or more and at least four rushing touchdowns? That's a home run. Sure. Yeah. That's probably okay. And I know they're supposed to. I, I don't even know what the spread is, but they're supposed to win this thirty. Game I handily. think it's ridiculous. It? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's specific so, enough. If I say 200 or more yards and mm-hmm. four or more rushing yeah. touchdowns. Yep. Four or okay. more rushing touchdowns. Yep. Yes. I've kind of given up hope catching Judd in the batting average race, so I might just be swinging for bombs the rest of the season. Okay. See. Write this down. So there you have it. When are you going to admit that you were wrong? Every Declan Wednesday. And Maggie. Thursdays. Sometimes. Sometimes well, on Thursdays. Old tweets exposed. Old tweets exposed. Yep. That's, that's another time we're wrong. Yep. Plenty of account- accountability is not lacking on, no. on this show. No. Um, thanks to everyone for clicking the subscribe button on the score North and purple daily YouTube pages. And thanks to everyone who uses the score North app on a regular basis. We're giving out prizes. Uh, it's a one-stop shop for all the things we do, all of the podcasts, all of Judd's written work and all of our YouTube videos. So, um, check it out. It's free to download. It's available in the Apple and Google play stores. And we'll see you guys for an official reckless speculation (laughs) episode tomorrow, Thursday at reckless speculation with Doogie. Thanks for hanging out with us. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.